When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete.me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web, and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete.me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. and <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide DeleteMe with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have DeleteMe. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. DeleteMe is not just a one-time service. DeleteMe is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. We really appreciate it. Oh, no problem, man. Anytime. Awesome. So uh, you live in Nashville via Pennsylvania. So how did you get started in DJing and also into country music uh, for that matter? (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, I moved from Pennsylvania um, just about six years ago um, via via Chicago. I went to college in Chicago, so kind of bounced around there. But um, right. yeah, dude, I started DJing. This is always always a funny funny conversation to have with people. I started DJing when I was uh, 12 years old. Um, so um, my mom got married, uh, remarried, and when she did, the DJ was this really cool dude, and he, he like you know I'm the the 12 year old running around <laughs> right. you know, and, and bothering the DJ. Cause I just thought what he was doing was so cool. How he would right. interact, interact with the crowd and, and, you know, basically in a way manipulate the way that people were having mm-hmm. fun. You know, I just, mm-hmm. I, I was always a performer. I was always a kid that jumped up on the table and saying, you know, so the idea of being the center of attention 
appealed to me as a DJ. <laughs> so <laughs> after uh, after that night, after him like kind of showing me the ropes, I guess um, I decided how you know, hey, well, I should I should be a DJ. This is so much so mm-hmm. cool. He's like he's totally the cool guy in the room. So right. I uh, I saved up a hundred bucks. Total, totally true. Saved up a hundred dollars, and I had my dad take me to Radio Shack. And I said, Dad, I want to buy a DJ mixer. He goes, well, Why the hell? Why the hell? Hundred dollars, right? Hundred dollars on a mixer. I'm like, because I want to be a DJ. And uh, I still joke. I joke about it with him quite a bit <laughs> right. this day. And because he, he he seriously was like, that's that's a stupid investment. Like, it, you know, you're 12 years old. A hundred dollars is a lot of money. Right. We we weren't very wealthy. <laughs> so, anyways, I buy this mixer and. I kind of threw together um, a, it was my, the mixer, and then I had two uh, like Walkman CD mm-hmm. players, mm-hmm. and I set up for, that was my rig. It was two Walkman CD players <laughs> plugged into this this janky hundred dollar radio show right. mixer, and and I used to what I do is I, I would plug in uh, plug in the output of the mixer into my my dad's stereo, and I would just mm-hmm. literally just learn how to like cross fade back and forth. You got to remember, this is like, I mean, not before the internet, but before it was easy enough as a 12 year old to jump online and learn how to DJ. It was like, right. It's like, but it's also, it's also at a time as, as the, the emergence of the DJs now, you know, it's, it's not, not yeah. wedding, wedding DJs. So yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So I, I, I taught myself and my first gig was actually my grandparents 25th wedding anniversary. <laughs> there's 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 pictures of it man it's so funny i made up a banner that said dj josh which is my, which is my first name i printed yeah. that out on my parents computer and uh my setup was that rig um my my dad's uh like boombox stereo um which the speakers disconnected so i could point them towards the crowd you know right and uh and then all of my dad's cds um, and they were like, all right, rock it. And I, I literally had a, like Christmas life. That was, that was what I had right. for. <laughs> right. So right. yeah. And the picture's still around. It's funny, but, uh, yeah. So I started that and like, it was crazy. Like, um, my sister's friend was having a birthday party. I mean, she was like maybe, maybe eight or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and her, her mom was like, Hey, we'll pay you, I don't know, who's it, like 50 bucks or something. We'll pay you 50 bucks to come and play music at, at her party. And I was like, All right, this is awesome, like 50 bucks to, to do this. And I found out at 12 years old that I could make a living, or at least I thought, make a living DJing. And mm-hmm. slowly, slowly but surely, I started to acquire, um, like actual professional equipment and, mm-hmm. uh, by the time I was in junior high, man, I was making I was making more money than anybody I knew. <laughs> like combined <laughs> at my age, I was uh, I was 15, 16 years old, and I was personally playing clubs. Um, even from 15, I had a Ford Ranger with a five by eight box trailer. I mean, at 16 uh-huh. years old, I was I was rolling. I was <laughs> rolling, in the, rolling in the dough and. It was just funny because my parents like were just blown away. They're like, I can't believe that you like you're literally running a business at 16. Like my mom right. couldn't have done that. <laughs> like, right. So, anyways, that's the that's I got started. Um, you know, I did the whole um, if you want to call it a 
their portable DJ, mobile DJ thing all mm-hmm. through junior high, high school, made a bunch of money doing that. It was great. Um, and realized I was like, man, right. you know, I really, I just love audio. Maybe I should go to school for this. So I did. Uh-huh. I went to, went to uh, Columbia College in Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Uh, gra- graduated with a bachelor degree in audio arts and acoustics and, um, and all through high school, or all through, um, college is really where, like, Hish became mm-hmm. <laughs> what I am now. So, um, our school had, uh, school or a media school, whatever you want to call it. And we actually yeah. had a, uh, we actually had two classes, Club DJ one and Club DJ two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and you get, you, <laughs> Literally go to this class, uh, go to the, you know, go to the stores and pick out records with your class and get credit for it. And I was like, nice, this is dope. So it really, it really, uh, it was really the four years in Chicago where I learned the craft of what I, what I consider real DJing. Um, as far as getting on actual turntables, learning Mm -hmm. how to mix and blend and do all the things that makes a good DJ what they are. Right. Right, and, awesome. uh, yeah, man, I was, um, my first, uh, I guess official like club gig was actually, uh, it was on the upper West side and it was at a 95% Puerto Rican bar as <laughs> I did, uh, uh, and or black. And they, uh, it was just, I was like, the, I was the white boy, I was like right. literally the white right. boy, but the right. guy, the guy that, uh, the promoter, now, to be completely honest, I don't remember how I met him. Mm-hmm. But, um, he age, you know, in which you mm-hmm. you can't be in a bar unless you're 21. Right. So right. I'm like, I'm 18, I think it was 18, 19, and uh, you know, Tish, um, you know, like I've seen you do your thing. Well, it was the, uh, that's right. We had a mutual friend that actually was one of their DJs. Mm-hmm. He's like, I've seen you do your thing. He's like, you should come in and play. And this place. Like I said before, it's, it was, you know, it wasn't in the nicest part of town. I don't think really too many people were concerned about the fact that I was in a bar. There's a lot mm-hmm. of other things going on that they'd be concerned about. Right. So <laughs> so I played the Absolute Lounge for about two years and really learned how to read a crowd. And, you know, well, and the funny part, too, is I'm playing, I'm playing nothing but hip-hop and, like, mm-hmm. uh, and, like, I mean, like reggaeton and all mm-hmm. this stuff that I've literally like never known. <laughs> like I had to learn, like I had to learn pretty much every song that was ever created in the, in the amount in like two weeks time. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, in Chicago, I, I did a lot of clubs and met a lot of DJs and, you know, Chicago is the, the birthplace of house music. So I learned that's kind of where I, kind of mm-hmm. where I developed my, uh, my craft, I guess. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com/etm. Here's what I love. 
Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited, and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnit app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnit in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. 
Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Right. So, so, but and you also you also write your own music too, right? Yeah, yeah. I um, believe it or not, I I was a drummer. Um, I was born a drummer since I was like five years old. I did mm-hmm. drumline all through junior high and high school. That was that's what you know. That's what I did, and um, mm-hmm. and I never actually. Like in high school, like, like, high school rock band songs, but it was it wasn't until um, being in college that I actually got my first guitar and started like taught myself. Um, hmm. It was it was actually it was actually Eric Church's first album that inspired me to start songwriting, hmm. um, and it was uh, I got a guitar. Um, from my grandfather, he gave me, he, he just had this acoustic guitar and he mm-hmm. gave it to me. And I, I learned, uh, the first song I learned was Carolina by Eric Church. It was one, yeah. of, one of my favorite songs, or, or sorry, was it Carolina? It would have been, it was the second, when the second album came out. So yeah, gotcha. it was Carolina, really easy song to play. And after that, after learning that song, I just taught myself guitar and started writing. And that's, that's what made me really want to come to Nashville. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I always, my mom's 90s country. I knew about Nashville um, just from seeing Dwight Yoakam videos because I'm mm-hmm. a big Dwight Yoakam fan. And uh, I just always had this idea in my head that Nashville was going to be the, like a, a cool place to live because it just seemed like heaven on earth. Like there's live music everywhere and everyone right. plays. And it was just like, it was kind of like this, this like crazy idea. Like, man, I, I want to do that someday. But you know, you go through high school, you go through college, you go through a lot of changes in life as far as, you know, the music you listen to, the kind mm-hmm. of, the people you like to hang out with and all that. So in college, I was like country music. I like for a good two, two or three years, I was listening to nothing but hip hop and top mm-hmm. 40 and, and, uh, and Spanish music. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's still so funny to me that that was like my first gig. Right, um, right. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I started writing music, and mm. when I um, when I started doing that, me and my friend Claire, she was an artist. Uh, she went to Columbia for for music, and she, um, you know, I, I always was like, man, Claire, like, we should we gotta go to Nashville, like, we gotta go check it out. It was an eight hour mm-hmm. drive. I was the only one of my friends with a car in the city, just because of where mm-hmm. I lived. Right, and I was like, I was like, Claire. I was like, I know you don't like. She's she's one of those people. She's like, I just I just don't listen to country music. Like, okay, that's fine. I like. Right. I get it. Um, she grew up in Chicago. It just wasn't mm-hmm. her scene. Yeah. And I yeah. said, I said, Claire, listen to me. And she was one of my best friends. I said, Claire, listen, I want to go to Nashville. I need somebody to go with me, and I really think it's going to benefit benefit you. Just to give you an idea of like the things that are outside of Chicago. Because mm-hmm. she thought she would just. She thought she would either stay in Chicago and do music or like go to LA. Right. And I was like, I've never been there, but I want to go see Eric Church at the Wild Horse Saloon. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this one specific night. And I was like, and I really want you to go. We had a mutual friend down here. And uh, I basically was dragged her into the car. Mm-hmm. She's like, all right, all right, I'll go. <laughs> so the first time we, we drive down. We get to Nashville and uh, just coming in, I looking at what was then the skyline, which is hilarious yeah, right. compared to now. To, to but, uh, that, right, right. But I, uh, dude, I'll never remember, I'll never forget driving in 65 
and seeing the skyline and just like having this crazy, just warm feeling inside of me. Like, mm-hmm. Oh my God. Like, like I always talk about coming here and like, Holy crap, here we are. Right. So, right. So first night in Nashville, I literally, I had like a life changing experience. Uh, you know, within, within minutes of bit, like we, we went to my buddy's place and in Chicago, it was still kind of cold the time of year mm-hmm. it was. Sure. We get, to, we get to like 60 some, right. my buddy's backyard grilling within an hour of being in Nashville. We're grilling, <laughs> we're drinking beers mm-hmm. and you know, he, he has his buddies coming over and they're like taking on, oh my God, is this, is this actually what it like Nashville's like? I just thought like, you know, what you see on TV or in movies, right. like, there's no way that people actually just like hang out and right all the time. That people, people are that, 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 that <laughs> nice, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Speaking of the Nashville landscape, the music landscape has really changed there too. How did you think that, uh, or why did you think that uh, EDM electric dance music would mesh with with country music? Um, it's funny, man. Uh, it all started. I uh, when I moved to Nashville, like I told you, I moved here because I, I yeah. knew I wanted to be a songwriter. So yeah. I actually, I sold all of my DJ equipment um, for two reasons. One, because I thought I was putting it up. And two, because I needed the money to, you know, to come to Nashville. <laughs> you sure. know? Right, right. Um, so I moved down here and I'm working for Apple and uh, just, it was so random. A couple months after being here, um, my friend, Nicole Buckley, I like owe it to her. Oh, I owe it to her because she, uh, she, she found out just from like going online and like finding Facebook pictures of me from like back in, in Philadelphia that mm-hmm. year I moved home. She goes, mm-hmm. she goes, you're a DJ and you're like a legit DJ. Like you have fans and stuff. And I was like, how'd you know that? She goes, you can find anything on the internet. I was like, all right, good point. She goes, right. do you, do you not DJ anymore? I was like, honestly, I kind of, kind of thought it was like the next page. And then I, I told all my stuff. She goes, no, that's awesome. She's like, there's not a lot of DJs in Nashville. You should totally still do that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nah, I'm good. Well, a couple of days later, she goes, do you have plans Friday night? I was like, no. I was like, no. She goes, good, because I signed you up for a DJ competition. I was like, what? <laughs> like, I was, I, was, I was like mad. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I don't even remember the name of the station. It was the local top 40 station. Mm-hmm. It was looking for DJs for their mix shows. Mm-hmm. And she signed me up. She literally just like, yeah, I signed you up. So you got to be there. Like, we're, I'll go with you. We got to be there at 730 on Friday. And I was like, oh, my God, I have not touched a vinyl record in <laughs> six months. And yeah. I'm literally going to walk up on stage with my laptop, plug into this rig, and throw together a set, like, just off, you know, just go for it. <laughs> and right. it was a top – what's funny is it was a top 40 uh, – it was a top 40 station. And at the time in Chicago, I was playing nothing but like dubstep and trap. Cause it was, mm. that's, that's the crowd that I was playing. Sure. That was the last kind of genre of stuff I was playing at that time. So you currently have your single broken heart rehab out right now. And are you working on, tell us about that song and are you working on a full album or some more singles? Yeah, for sure, man. Um, once I started to kind of do a lot more writing, um, you know, I was also, you know, I was DJing, so I was kind of, kind of doing a lot of production. And that's when, you know, me and my manager said, Hey, man, like I was out with, I was out on tour with Brantley Gilbert. And, mm-hmm. you know, very quickly we saw how well this was going to go for me as a career. Mm-hmm. And, 
Um, my manager actually, um, he's very similar. He's from London. So he's very familiar with how, how, uh, the career of a DJ goes compared to mm-hmm. like just that, you know, like a frontman musician. Sure. So he goes, man, we got to do original content. That's what's going to take you to for, take you from being just DJ to an artist, mm-hmm. you know, like your Steve Aoki's and chain smokers mm-hmm. level, you know? And right. I said, all right. So I was like, cool. Well, I'm going to start focusing on this genre or this, yeah, this genre that I, that I'm like creating myself mm-hmm. and, uh, broken heart rehab was a song that I went in. Um, uh, a buddy of mine had the idea, but we went in and, um, we had a track that we started with, which is uh, kind of, kind of becoming much more common as far as going into a room with writers and starting with a track rather than just picking up a guitar. Mm-hmm. So we had a baseline track on and we, uh, we had this idea of broken heart rehab, like, um, yeah, and like, you know, people go to rehab to like fix their addiction. Well, like mm-hmm. love, love can be an addiction, you know, like we're talking about all this stuff and there was a girl in mind and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we just wrote that song. I mean, that song was written in, in one, uh, in one sitting. And then, uh, as far as production, production takes, you know, on, especially on EDM music, it's, mm-hmm. you know, 90% of the song is production. It's sitting in front of a computer. It's tracking guitars and miking everything it's that so the song itself was written in one day but then the production took you know days um right. but anyways yeah we uh we put that song out on silverado records just recently um mm. and dude the feedback has been so awesome you know it's one of the things that you know you you always you know they say like you're not doing something right unless you have haters mm-hmm. um <laughs> but believe it or not the feedback, I, I've, I've really, I can't even think of one instance where, now I think, I, I think there was like one tweet one time, some, some kid was like, this isn't country music. And, right. you know, it's, and, uh, you know, and I tweet back when, when, when I get that kind of stuff on social media, man, I take that as like, you know, it's positive feedback no matter what. Cause right. that means I said, I said, Hey man, um, I was like, I'm, I'm a traditional country guy myself just playing around with some new ideas. Thanks so much for listening. And he immediately was like, well, I actually do like it. I, you know, I don't understand why it's considered country. And I was like, I was like, well, it's actually in iTunes. It's under dance. I was like, right. And he was just like, right. and he, he, was like right. he, ended, he ended up being like super cool. It was like, all right, man, well, I'm going to, I'm going to show, show my friends this. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, we, uh, dude, it's, it's nonstop, man. Uh, you know, just about every day we write just about every day. I'm sitting down working on new tracks. Um, mm-hmm. definitely has some new stuff coming out really, really soon. Um, not sure exactly how I want to release it. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of DJs release single after single after single. Sure. Yeah. And that's, and that is actually in the DJ world, that's almost a better way to do stuff as far as keeping momentum up. Right. But I, I do want to release, um, I'm probably going to release, uh, an EP pretty soon as well. So we're just kind of up in, up in there right now. I mean, actually, sure. next week we have, have some uh, meetings about it. But, um, yeah, dude, news is coming. It's not stopping. Uh, the feedback with Broken Heart Rehab has been insane. Uh, we've booked so many shows just because of it. Uh, you know, people are like, this is like, this is a thing. This is like a new thing you've created, and we want to be part of it. And um, literally, I, even just yesterday, we got, we got another um, another. Uh, show coming up now in, in July in oh. Kansas. So it's like nonstop every day, man. It's, it's grind. And I love it. I, I'm a, I'm the kind of guy, like I, I don't, 
do a whole lot of sitting down and sleeping. It's like, <laughs> right. go, 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 man. <laughs> hey, my name's Otis Gray, host of The Daily Book Club, a daily podcast where I read wonderful old books one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Whether you want to get engaged and lost in a fascinating story that has stood the test of time, or just relax to a good book, listen to The Daily Book Club to get wrapped up or unwind during your day. We'll read classic stories like Pride and Prejudice, The Enchanted April, The Wind in the Willows, beautiful stories all told from start to finish. And you can even do a real book club. Tune into the Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to the Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, relax, and get lost in the Daily Book Club. Have you ever wondered why we call French fries French fries? Or why something is the greatest thing since sliced bread? There are answers to those questions. Everything Everywhere Daily is a podcast for curious people who want to learn more about the world around them. Every day, you'll learn something new about things you never knew you didn't know. Subjects include history, science, geography, mathematics, and culture. If you're a curious person and want to learn more about the world you live in, just subscribe to Everything Everywhere Daily wherever you cast your pod. Have you ever wondered what it's like to be buried in an avalanche? Weird foreign feeling of despair. Or how it feels to crash a skydive? I remember hearing a thud feeling my body hit the ground. Or how you would react if you were being attacked by an alligator? At the end of my leg is this huge alligator head on my leg. These are the stories you'll hear on the podcast called What Was That Like? True stories told by the actual person who went through it. You'll hear from a victim of an attack. Dragging me into the bathroom and saying, I'm going to kill you, now you're going to die. You'll hear from a man who discovered a baby. How could this be? How could there be a baby on the ground? And you'll hear actual 911 calls. Plinky County 911, there's a man at my back door. He's trying to get in. What Was That Like is a podcast about real people in unreal situations. Search for What Was That Like on any podcast app or at What Was That Like. Dot com. Well, I, I, I think that's just also the, the face of country music these days. It's, it's completely changing. Um, how, how has it been for you when you, you open for people like, like you mentioned, like Brandley, Brandley Gilbert and other people as a DJ? How, is it, how are the crowds reacting uh, as you? Because you're, they're usually expecting a band up there. Right. So um, this is a conversation I've had with a billion people. Basically, the question is, how does what you do work? <laughs> and how do people react? And how do pe- people react to it? Like you're, you know, you're you're doing you're playing country music, but you're not just playing country music. You're you're playing hip hop, and you're like, yeah. how does it work? And I said it's simple. Country music is the most popular genre in in all of the U.S. It mm-hmm. it brings in more money than any other genre. Mm-hmm. And I said so. There's more country fans than people realize. Like people who don't listen to country at all don't realize how big country music is. Yeah. And the thing about it is country music fans are hip-hop fans. They're pop fans. They're dance fans. They listen to EDM. Country mm-hmm. music fans listen to everything. Right. It's like, it's not, like, you know, I think people just think, like, oh, if you listen to country, you're, you're backwoods hometown boy and you don't sure. listen to anything else, which yeah. isn't true. You know, yeah. I, grew up, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, and me and my buddies, I mean, you know, when I was in junior high, high school, that's when, like, you could start making CDRs. Yeah. And, like, I was explaining, like, so we grew up, you know, making CDRs. The first track would be Jason Aldean, you know. 
Dirt Road Anthem or whatever. Second mm-hmm. song would be, uh, second song would be Keith Urban, all right? Mm-hmm. Then the third, the third song on that CDR might be Ludacris. Move right. this, get out the way. <laughs> like, right, 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 right. You know, the, my, uh, you know, the people, the people my age grew up listening to a mixed genre of music, you know? Mm-hmm. And the reason it works and the reason that it, the people love it at these shows is they come in and they want to party. Like mm-hmm. you go to a show, right. you, you, you go to a show like you go to a movie. You go into it mm-hmm. to forget about what's on the outside and focus on having a good time and, and being in the moment. And that's what I tell people. I said, I like to create an experience during my shows. Mm-hmm. My show isn't just, isn't just a DJ up on stage playing music. It's a full experience when it comes to everything from the production to what I'm playing, you know? Right. And when I'm up there, man, I, I give it 150%. You know, I'm running around. I'm, you know, I'm jumping. I'm, you know, throwing my hands up, talking to the crowd. It's, it's a total just go for it attitude. And, People love it. I mean, uh, you know, for me to, you know, the whole story, how, how my touring career started was um, I was just doing the nine to five and Sunday afternoon, we went out Saturday night, got pretty hammered and <laughs> we were sitting around <laughs> Sunday and I get a phone call from a random Georgia number. Mm. And I, I, I used to not answer, like I, I used to not answer, um, Numbers I didn't know until yeah, this sure, phone call. Until this phone call. Until this phone call. Now I answer every call that comes through, whether it's a number or not. But uh, I answer it, and I'm like, uh, hey, this is Josh. Hey, man, this is Brantley Gilbert. <laughs> and like, I'm like, well, who is it? I mean, right, who, right, I didn't right, say right, right. Because sure, you, sure. you never know. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I've heard stories, so you don't say, oh, man, who's, who's, who's messing with me? But sure enough, Brantley Gilbert called me, and he said, Hey man, I, uh, my tour starts on Wednesday, and uh, a friend of mine showed me what you do. Uh, he she, she showed me uh, your remix of Bottoms Up, my song uh, mixed with Drake, started from the bottom. He goes, "I'm actually a big hip hop hip hop fan. People don't know it, but I'm a big hip hop fan. I like what you do. Do you want to go out on tour with me?" And you know, I'm sitting there, I'm like, "Uh, uh, uh, uh right, yeah, right, <laughs> right. that's like, funny." Like this dude that I grew up listening to is calling me on my cell phone asking right. me to go out on tour with him on an right. arena, arena tour for 45,000 right. people a night. So I'm right. like, okay. So that Monday, this is, that was Sunday, I go into my job on Monday. I quit my nine-to-five job. Mm-hmm. And on Wednesday night, on Wednesday night, I got out to the four of us for the first time right. <laughs> and went out on tour with Brantley Gilbert. And he goes, I said, what do you want? You know, the first night I rode the bus with him, I'm like, what do mm-hmm. you you know, what do you want? What do you want me to do out there? Mm-hmm. He goes, do, mm-hmm. he says, he goes, do your thing. They'll love it. Mm-hmm. I was like, do my thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And sure, sure enough, what he did, man, I got out there, played my, you know, played my mixes of uh, country music. I threw in a bunch of like throwbacks and like eighties, mm-hmm. you know, just whatever I thought, you sure. know, I've been doing this forever. All you, a good, a good DJ knows how to read the crowd and the right. end of story. And it worked, man. And after that, I got picked up on some other tours. Uh, me and my buddy Chase Bryant actually did a tour mm-hmm. where I opened up for him, and that was the full show. So mm-hmm. it was a very, very party-like atmosphere. We did a lot of colleges and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, in between, I'm doing all of my uh, my my shows at festivals and stuff like that. And then uh, this past year, I went out with Dustin Lynch and uh, and uh, Chris Lane mm-hmm. on the Hell of a Night tour. That was the most recent tour that I did with other artists. Yeah. Um, and now, man, uh, I mean, now that I'm putting out my own music, it's 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 all about getting out there and doing my shows. Like I am, you know, I am the reason people are coming, which is 
the best feeling in the world because you know, it, I mean, going out with Dustin Lynch clearly was amazing, but those people aren't necessarily coming to see me. Sure, I'm yeah. just part of the show. You know, they're exactly. coming to see Dustin exactly. and and. Right. Uh, but, you know, it's like, it was an amazing experience. But now, you know, when I'm playing these festivals, I've played Stagecoach now for the past two years, Country Thunder for at least three. This is my fourth year, I think. Like, when those kids are coming into that, that room or tent where I'm playing, and there's mm-hmm. 5,000 kids in front of me screaming, jumping, you know, doing whatever, I realize, I'm like, that, this is the coolest feeling in the world because those kids are literally standing here jumping because I'm in this room. Nobody else. <laughs> right. Right. So, so now it's all about, it's all about me touring and, uh, you know, I'm looking to do a lot more touring here in even like the next six months, it's going to exponentially grow, but get out there and play my own shows. Um, I just got back from, let's see, like April, April has been a crazy month for me. Mm-hmm. I had, um, the ACM awards. I went out there and I played three shows for the ACM awards. Mm-hmm. Um, I did country thunder the weekend after this mm-hmm. past weekend. I played with chase Bryant up in Massachusetts mm-hmm. and this weekend I'll be back out at stagecoach in, uh, in California. Right. So, so it's been, bu- it's busy, man. Um, it's been, a, it's been a really good year so far. Right. And they have a really interesting lineup this year for stagecoach too. It's not always just the typical country. There's a lot of really variety, a lot of, a lot of Americana acts and different things like that. For sure, man. And that's why Golden Voice, which is the company that runs mm-hmm. Coachella and Stagecoach, yeah. they, yeah. they get it. They, I mean, I'm telling you, they just, they know how to do it right. Um, because once again, kind of like, you know, kind of like with what I do, people like country fans want to hear their, you know, their Shania Twain and their Dirk Bentley, like mm-hmm. their headliners that are going to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the, but they also are fans of other stuff, like not just straight up like top forty country, um, yeah. which is why they have things like me. You know, right. I'm like the Late Show. Those kids know that at the end of the night they can go dance to all their all their favorite songs that are on the radio right now, along with country. And you know, that's why they have you know the acts that you're talking about, like some of those some of those acts that aren't necessarily from Nashville. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They're from. Right. You know, they're from different parts of the country or even the world, and they play different stuff. So they know. They they get it. Right, exactly. Well, I mean, that's a nice evolution from your grandparents' anniversary party to playing huge festivals like this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Um, It's it's been crazy. Uh, I mean, it's been – I've been really blessed, like, through the years. uh, You know, there's definitely been times where I doubted doing what I do now, uh, Mm -hmm. only because it's – you know, being a musician in Nashville is – the hardest thing to do. Sure. I mean, yeah. as it being in Nashville, it's like right. not everybody, not everybody can do this for a living. Not everybody knows how to work hard enough to get to a point where you don't have to work another job. Right. <laughs> and uh, us lucky few that figure out a way are really happy. And we know it. Like we, we know that we're, we should be happy and that, you know, we worked hard enough to get here. We should, you know, just be happy with where we're at. <laughs> exactly. So, so uh, last question or information here where can people yeah. find your music online yeah absolutely and um well right now my my single broken heart rehab is available on all streaming channels for spotify etc um it's also on itunes if you want to click that download button you can um and then yeah i mean I, that's that's basically it pretty much every every channel that's out there you can get it nice as well as, well as on your website too right yeah, if you go to hishmusic.com, there's links to social media and the iTunes store and all that good stuff. 
Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the show, and uh, good luck with Stagecoach this weekend. Thanks, man. It's going to be a good time.